This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Gil Ayal. He is the CEO and founder of Hyper, the world's largest influencer search and discovery directory. He founded it in 2013, and the brand uh, and the uh, the company now offers brands and marketers in-depth audience analytics for over 10 million influencers across major social channels. He's really revolutionized the way that many of the world's biggest agencies and brands are running influencer marketing by focus on the same data analytics and audience demographic information relevant to any other form of marketing. Marketing. The company boasts a client base of over 100 of the Fortune 500 brands, as well as the biggest advertising and PR agencies in the world. Gil, are you ready to take us to the top? Hey, good to meet you, Nathan. You, you're Thanks excited. You're, you're giggly either because you've had a lot of coffee or you're just excited to see me. Which one is it? It's a little bit of both. Uh, it's, it's 4 p.m. over here, so I've had probably six or seven cups of coffee already. All right. So we, I think people are very, when they hear influencer marketing, there is definitely preconceived notions, right? So how do people know you're the re- real deal, kind of not like those people that are, you know, social media consulting companies? Yeah, I think the biggest um, misunderstanding is between fame and influence. And I think most of the people in the industry don't even understand it. There's a really big difference between being famous and being influential. I'll give you the example. Alicia Keys, the face of BlackBerry, she's famous. A lot of people heard about it, but they don't necessarily respect her opinion about which smartphone should they be using. You take a channel like Unbox Therapy, the guy talks about phones, talks about digital all the time. He's the face, or he's not the face, but he talks about Samsung, uh, whatever next phone they have. People respect his opinion. He's influential. He might not be as big as she is, but he's really influential and people look at him to make a decision. You should think about it the same way as you you look at decisions in your life. If you want to choose which movie to go to, you're going to ask a friend that's influential that, in your opinion, about what movies are good. You're not going to ask a famous actor which movie to do it. So influencer marketing, there's a very, very fine difference between those two that's easy to overlook because it's tempting to go after people who have really, really big audiences and just hope that they perform. Yep. Okay. So how do you get rich? What's the business model? <laughs> how do I get rich or how do the influence? How's it? How's it? Well, actually give me both, but what's the business model first? So the business model for hyper is that we have a subscription fee. We have a, um, a database of about 10 million influential people. We track about a billion social accounts on a weekly basis to see what they're talking about, who they're following and what topics are the ones that, um, uh, uh they engage with in order to understand in real time, who online are the micro people, not the really big, not the Kim Kardashians of the world, but who are the small people who are influential in every niche? So um, if you have, uh, if you're trying to sell a product in the beauty space, you want to make sure that you're talking to an audience that is interested in beauty. You're not going to want to hire a bikini model on Instagram. Yeah, uh, she has a big audience. Yeah, she's female. She has a pretty face. But probably most of her audience is men. And our system allows you to find the ones that actually have the right audience. The second component is the real time. If you want to sell to women who want to get pregnant, 
If you miss by six months, meaning if they were talking about getting pregnant six months ago, they're not interested in your products anymore. They're not buying uh, strollers or pacifiers or whatever it is that you're trying to sell. So it's all about understanding who's really influential at that point. And um, Gil, real quick, who are, yeah, yeah, who's stuff. paying you? Is it, is it the influencer or the brand? So we have no connection to influencers at all. We made a decision to only work with brands and agencies so that we can always be um, on one side. We'll never, ever be a suspect of, oh, you recommended this influencer because they pay you. Influencers cannot log into our platforms. They cannot access their own data. So you don't have any marketplace issues. You didn't have to build both sides. Yeah, and as a former product manager, I know what compromises that requires. As a product manager, if you have two clients they're never always going to need the same product, right? Yep. So one of them is going to want to see certain things, another one is going to want exactly the opposite. And brands want to pay the least, and influencers want to make the most. It doesn't really work together. We decided we only work with the brands. So how, how are those brands paying? Is it per campaign? Is it a SaaS model? What is it? Completely a SaaS model. They pay us okay. uh, an annual, uh, 95% of our clients have an annual or longer contract. What is the size of that on average, would you say? First year, first year contract usually? So there's a big variety. They vary between $20,000 a year up to uh, about half a million dollars a year. Okay, wow. Okay, that's a huge variety. And what yeah. dri- what drives that variety? Is it literally how many impressions they want from the influencers you bring to them or what? So we don't bring the influencers. It's a discovery tool that allows them to reach out to as many influencers as they want. But it's limited based on different uh, characteristics that they want for their particular uh, product. If they're an agency and they want to co-brand it or white label it, there's an additional fee. If they use an API, there's an additional fee based on how many searches and how many results they want. If they want to reach out to a thousand influencers as opposed to 10, um, obviously it's a different package. So you have a few different levers that allow you to drive expansion revenue. One, it's just the pure feature set. What do you want to turn on and off? The second is number of kind of people in our database will expose you to that you can make then a choice on. And I mean, do you have a seat model as well or no? Yeah. 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 So if you have an office, if you have a, a firm that has uh, multiple offices, typically buy one subscription and then additional seats for each office, uh, which comes out to less than buying separate subscriptions to each one. Okay. Give us more of the backstory here. Now that we get the business and the customers, when did you launch this thing? So I launched this about four and a half years ago. Before that, I was working at a company called Mobile. It was a photo and video sharing platform um, before Instagram. And the strategy that I had was let me get a lot of celebrities on this thing. And they'll um, create content, and then their audience is going to come, which sounds like it makes a lot of sense, but it didn't work the way that I wanted it to work, even though I was able to get um, So why weren't you Instagram? What did they see that you didn't? (laughs) Well, here's what happened. So we got celebrity investors like um, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tobey Maguire, Serena Williams. How much Um, did they put in? Sorry, what? How much did they put in? A lot of money. Like millions? (laughs) Millions of dollars. Okay. And... um, we had, uh, in addition to them, we also had um, about 200 deals with their own celebrities, but they weren't driving the kind of traffic that we wanted. As a marketer at heart, I realized I wasn't reaching the right demographic for this product. I was trying to sell the 14, 15-year-old teenagers with um, celebrities that appeal to a very, very, very wide uh, variety of an audience. And I realized I would never advertise in a magazine without asking who reads this magazine. I would never advertise on a TV show without knowing who watches it. Why would I work with a big celebrity without knowing who their audience is? So I decided to build this tool that can can break down the audiences based on demographics, psychographic data. And what I realized was that I was paying a lot to get 200 celebrities on my platform. And most 90% of their audience was never the audience I was trying to reach. 
Um, and that's a big issue. That's what led to the birth of Piper, because I realized everybody's going to be wanting to activate these younger, these smaller influencers, these social media stars. And if they don't know who the audience is and what they're interested in, a lot of money is going to go to waste. So how much have you raised to date? We've raised about $8 million so far. And why did you decide to go that route when you're, when you're, when in your first company you raised from celebrities, it didn't pan out so well? Um, I, I think the, the issue with raising with celebrities uh, what, was that it created a lot of attention for the company at a stage where it wasn't ready for it. We were driving, uh, we built an app. We were a bunch of people who built an app and didn't expect to get 20 million downloads over you know, a three or four month period. And we couldn't handle it. Uh, the app was crashing. It wasn't good enough. Instagram had popped up. There were better alternatives. So the, the, the publicity that comes with these big celebrities is great, but it was the wrong audience that wasn't staying on the app, and it was too much for us to handle as a company. Uh, we decided to go traditional venture capital route with uh, Hyper because we didn't think it would benefit from a relationship to celebrities. We didn't want to be associated with the influencer. We wanted to be associated with a professional brand uh, and agency style. As I'm traveling the world on planes, trains, and automobiles, you know, guys hear it. I'm closing loads of different deals, whether it's buying a company, closing a new account for gitlatka.com, you name it, I've got to do it. And part of my issue is signing documents while I'm on the road. So I just found this new tool. I'm using it pretty aggressively. It's called Sign Easy. So you can get started for free at gitsigneasy.com forward slash podcast. You'll see contracts that I've signed there and And boy, oh boy, are they big and they work and the app is so easy to use. Get started today at GetSignEasy.com forward slash podcast. And what are you at today in terms of total customers using you? We have about 200 customers today. Okay. uh, Primarily um, Fortune 500 brands and big agencies. Yeah, you mentioned in in the intro, I think you said 100 of the Fortune 500, right? Yeah, 100 Fortune 500 and then about 100 agencies. 100 what? Agencies. Agencies. Got it. Interesting. And and what's your team size today? We have 35 people uh, in total, 11 in Israel and 23, 24 in uh, the U.S. Are you ex-Israeli defense? <laughs> I am, but not the traditional way. I was a computer crimes investigator. Wow. Uh, which sounds really exciting for people who saw the, the net and all these kind of movies. But that was back in 1999. Computer crimes weren't as sophisticated as you might Oh, come think. on. Don't ruin it for me. Your cool factor just <laughs> went down. All right. Okay. Okay. That's helpful to understand. Help me to understand how you're landing these customers. These are high, I imagine, high touch, you yeah. know, high kind of contract value kind of customers. Yeah. So we, we, we all come from, everybody in my company comes from a background of growth hacking. And uh, you know, the first thing we did is we built this crawler that looks on all social media platforms and sees who's running influencer marketing campaigns. Then we evaluate the campaign and we send them a free report. And the report will say not, oh, you suck. It'll be, listen, great campaign. Here are some things that we could have helped you do better. And that has a you know, tremendously effective uh, conversion rate. Because you're, um, you're, giving them value. Because you're giving them value immediately. Yeah. And look, even if they're not the right client for us, at least they become a champion because they say, okay, I I know what I can do next time to do it better. Um, So it's been a very effective channel for us. We have a small sales team of five people that um, will follow up once uh, somebody's received the report and expressed interest in um, exploring working with us. So take those five plus all your other tech dedicated to getting the sale plus any direct paid spend you get. What do you assume kind of fully weighted CAC is? So, uh, oh, cost of acquisition for a customer? Oh, yeah. I know exactly what it is. Um, it's around $20,000. And why do you say that with such confidence? Is that something you look at every day? 
Yeah, we look at it every day. We're a venture capital funded company. We have to do uh, reports. We're very, very um, You secretly organized. like reports, I can tell. I, I, that I like them or I don't like them? You love them. You, you are, I, you're it really depends lover. on what they say. I mean, <laughs> if they say I'm doing well, I love them. Well, um, you know, you can find answers to anything you want to match what you think <laughs> in data. You just have to look hard enough. So long as you're in charge of asking the questions, the report will be fine. As long as you're in charge of the data, of where the data is coming from, right? Exactly. Right. And what do you like to optimize for in terms of payback period? Um, so we ex- we ex- currently have about an eight-month payback period. That's I think that's great. I don't think that's going to be uh, sustainable long-term. But we'd like to keep it under a year. Typically, our contracts are annual. So we'd like to at least recover cost. And we have a very good um, uh, return ratio. So uh, we start making money on the second year. Yeah, I was going to say, so So if you're spending 20 grand on CAC and your payback is eight months, that means your average kind of first year contract is what, about 25, 30 grand? Slightly more than 30, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little more than 30 grand. And then what do you, do you know, I mean, it's a small cohort of 200 customers, but it's obviously high volume or uh, obviously high value. Do you yeah. know predictably what you're going to drive expansion revenue from between year one and year two and year two to year three? Yeah, we see it. We see it in two channels. I mean, one is to kind of land and expand. So a lot of the brands that work with us will then bring in their umbrella brand. So if we work with, say, one of the P&G companies or we work with one of the Shiseido companies, then they'll introduce us to the umbrella and they'll get a package for the entire deal. That's um, brought us clients. It started at the 20,000 package and now we're paying, you know, close to 200,000 or sometimes more. Um, the other one is just new customers. I mean, 200 is really a drop in the bucket compared to uh, where this market could go. We think influencer marketing is the next big thing. And um, we see tens of thousands of companies participating in it. Not all of them can afford our price, but we want to eventually offer smaller uh, country-related packages or location-related packages that are more affordable. So there's growth on the new customer side as well. And we're running out of time here, Gil, but what do you assume lifetime value is on these guys? We expect, you know, for, for projections, we take three years, but based on current retention, we expect about six to seven years. Six to seven years. And what is that in terms of a money figure? Yeah, it's about one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars. Okay, in terms of value. Okay, so you mentioned that you had some contract values that are like five hundred grand annually. Those are really outliers. You're, you're more kind exactly, of in the range. one or two. Yeah, one or two. Okay. It, so, did you have you broken the ten million dollar AR mark yet? Or are you going to hit that this year? You think? Almost. So close. You're really. Do you think you got thirty days left in the year? You think you're going to break no, it? No, we won't do it this year. We'll oh. do it this year, yeah. You'll have to come back on. Okay, so is it fair to say you're doing between nine and ten right now? Uh, nine. Let's, let's not nine. Say eight we're close. We're close. All right. That's fair enough. Um, okay, good. And then churn. Are you losing customers? Uh, so, uh, you know, on a logo basis, every once in a while you, you lose customers. The biggest thing is, is how did you qualify them when you got them? We, we find that when we lose customers, a lot of times it's because they no longer spend on influencer marketing or the person who is our championship left champion left, which is why we decided to focus on these bigger customers, these uh, away from the SMBs and into the enterprise. Um, on a dollar per basis, every single quarter is a, is a negative churn, meaning we get more dollars from the remaining customers than we lost, but we will lose a logo every once in a while. We yep. do have, um, um, uh, we, we, there's a learning curve as a young company. This product's been around for about a year and a half. It's still, um, we make mistakes sometimes and bring on customers that aren't the right fit. Yep. And then can you give us a sense of growth? So like today you're doing call between six thirty and seven fifty ish in MRR. What were you at the same period last year? About um, 15% of that. F- you were at 15% of that total number? So, oh my gosh, so you've like five, six X. Yep, that's six incre- X. Yeah. That's incredible. What, was the, what would you. you credit the number one thing? I mean, is it is same customers, but more wallet share or more customers or what? No, I think it's a, it's, it's a combination of a few things. I mean, it's higher uh, sale price because the product's much better. 
it's a better product, um, so we can sell it to a better type of client, and it's an expansion within the clients. Um, so many of our clients now, you know, came in at the smallest package and now pay three to five times as much as they it's did. Incredible, and it's a lot easier to sell a client. Um, somebody who's already a champion of your product than a new one. Yeah, I want to make sure I got this right, just to make sure I'm not going crazy here. You were doing about 100 grand a year ago. Now you're doing, well, you know, over 600 yeah. grand each each month. That's great. Okay, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, Buzz Marketing. It's a little old, Mark used. Number two, is there, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Elon Musk, but who isn't? You know? yeah, 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 yeah. All right, number yeah. three, uh, what's your favorite online tool besides your own? My favorite, I love uh, HubSpot. It's a great tool. It's how we do all of our outreach. Number, um, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I get about four because I have a 20-month-old and a six-year-old. Oh, man. <laughs> and a company. So Holy mackerel. So married, yeah. two kids? Married, two kids, yeah. And how old? 20-month-old uh, and six-year-old. Sorry, how old are you? Oh, I'm 40 years old. I was going to say, you're not 20. <laughs> you're not no. 20 months old. All right, last question, Gil. Take us back 20 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? So you know, I spent 10 years working as a corporate lawyer. People don't really know that. Um, so if I had two pieces of advice to that 20-year-old, is one is you don't have to stay a lawyer just because people want you to, or it's this golden cage. You can go do what you love. And two would be lay off the hair gel. <laughs> there you guys have it from Gil. You don't have to stay a lawyer just because everyone wants you to do it. And he would have used a little less hair gel. But listen, something's working. He's he's eating something for breakfast. It's working because just a year ago, his company was doing 100 grand a month. They're recurring revenue. Now, almost, you know, hopefully breaking 9, 10 million in AR here shortly, helping 200 brands and 100 of the Fortune 500 companies do and basically do it at scale influencer marketing. But he's avoided, which I think is genius, avoided the marketplace problem. He's just serving up the data set, letting them choose. Launched in 2013, raised uh, $8 million with his team of about 35 people in Israel and New York City. Economics look healthy. Gil, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks for having me.